0: Hello, I'm Dr. D.Z. Cofield, senior pastor at the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church here in Houston, Texas. Thank you for being with us. Thank you today for the privilege of your time. Man, listen, time is the one commodity that when it's gone, you can't retrieve it, you can't reclaim it. And so I want to thank you for the privilege of your time today. Now listen, if you like us, if you love us, please share us with family members and friends And let them know there's never been a better time for hope. In the midst of everything that's going on in our world. Man, what a blessing it is to know that God is still on the throne. Our scripture reading today comes from Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 beginning at verse 35. And I'll be reading from the ESV translation of the Bible. Romans chapter 8 beginning at verse 35. 35 here is the word of the lord who shall separate us from the love of christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written for your sake we are being killed all the day long we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered no This is the word of the Lord. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, we bless you and we thank you. We we give you glory in the midst of all that's going on. We say thank you. God, we know that for many, it has been tough. For many, it has been a challenge. For many, it has been difficult. But God, you have been faithful through it all. And so we pray now, God that you will bless our worship offering today. We pray that our worship would be in spirit and in truth in both intensity and integrity, in both head and heart, that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified, and that the devil would be horrified and terrified by what you will say and do this day. Speak to us, Lord, and allow your people to hear. And help us to not just be hearers, but help us to be doers of your word. We ask your blessings in Jesus name. Amen. Well, my brothers and sisters, listen, it has been an eventful two weeks to say the least. With that modern day ice storm, ice age experience that came through the state of Texas and the entire country and now recovering from it. I know there are many of you who are struggling emotionally, uh, mentally, spiritually, some physically, but we've got good news for you today. Uh, God is still on the throne. God is still working things out on your behalf. And my prayer is, is that as we continue to walk through this, you would come through this better instead of bitter. Over 500,000 people have died in our country as a result of COVID-19, and I want to encourage you, if you have a chance, if you have an opportunity, man, make sure you get the shot. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family members. Do it for your friends. Do it so that you are better equipped to be able to survive this pandemic and can help us get back to the new sense of normalcy that is waiting for us down the road, all right? Listen, Elder Taylor and the praise team are going to come now and minister in song. Remember, worship is not a spectator event. It is a participatory event. So I want you to participate wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you're laying in the bed, if you're sitting at the table, if you're in the kitchen, if you're in your living room, wherever you are, lift your voice in song, put your hands together, and let's give God some glory.
1: Perfect in all your ways And there is no God like you Say, oh Lord, you are my God Oh Lord, you are my God You're faithful and, never true. faithful and never true Perfect in all your ways So we In Jesus. We give you glory, God. oh, oh. oh, oh.
2: go old school for a minute come on if you're grateful for what god has done in your life come on clap your hands and sing along with us tragedies are commonplace all kinds of diseases well, are slipping away the economy's down people can't get enough pay Ask as for me All I can say is Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me Yeah, yeah, yeah Thank you, Jesus Folks without homes Living out in the streets And the drug habits, some say They just can't be Muggers and robbers, no place seems to be safe. But you've been my protection every step of the way. I've got to say thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Come on, put your hands together, everybody. Said it could have been me thank you. outdoors thank you. with no food thank you. and no clothes alone without a friend or just another number with a tragic end but you didn't see fit to let none of these things be every day by your power keep on keeping me i want to say thank you lord Number. For the number with a tragic is but you Lord. didn't see fit to so let you. none of these things be. Every day by Your power, you, you keep on, Lord. You keep thank on keeping me. I gotta say, thank You, Lord. Thank you Lord. For your love, yeah. thank you for your love thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you Jesus. thank you thank you for protection. thank you thank you thank you thank thank you 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 for your power thank you for protection every hour i wanna thank you thank you lord thank you for thank you jesus thank you for protecting me yeah, thank you for your love wanna thank you for your power thank you for protection every hour Clap your hands everybody and say thank you Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you Lord. Thank you. Somebody say thank you. Thank you. I could have been dead, thank you. sleeping in my grave, but You made my thank you. enemies behave. Thank you. thank you for loving me. Thank You, thank you for keeping me. Thank You, thank you for me. Saving me, thank you for your love, Jesus. I wanna say, I wanna thank you for your love, Yeah, thank you, Lord. I wanna thank you, Jesus. Thank you for protection. I wanna thank you for your love, yeah. Thank you for your power, thank you for your power, thank you for protection, thank you for protection every hour, every hour Yeah, yeah. I want to say thank you. thank you. Lord, I thank, thank you. you. Just want to thank, thank you. Just want to you. You thank you. You've been good, dog. You've been mighty good. Thank you. I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Lord, have mercy thank you Lord for all you've done for me can can I tell you something if you are at a place right now and it's really really easy to be at this place where you are dealing with a low-grade depression uh, that's just part of the cycle of grief Uh, it's it's one of those steps after denial and anger and bargaining you get to depression and and you might feel a little overwhelmed You, you know one of the remedies for depression is thankfulness it's just taking time to to write down just i literally take a pencil a pen piece of paper and write down type out the things you have to be thankful for so many times we focus on what we don't have or what we have lost that we fail to thank god for what we have had what we do have And how he's blessing us every day. So I want to encourage you. Man, thank God for all he has done for you. That's a classic song. Elder, thank you. Praise team, thank you for allowing the Lord to use you today. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time. Father, we thank you and we bless you for this preaching and teaching moment. And we pray now that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in your sight. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So most of you probably know I'm not from the state of Texas. I'm, I'm from New York originally, and grew up between New York and South Jersey, and then went to college outside of Philadelphia. So uh, pretty familiar with that tri-state area Uh, Came to Texas in 1989, came to Houston in 1994, and and one of the quick lessons I had to learn was preparation for and responding to pending storms and hurricanes. Um, I can remember the first time uh, it was scheduled to rain, and they were talking about a thunderstorm watch and alert and things like that, and, and people were like, you know, okay, hey, well, Pastor, we're, past, we're going to cancel this meeting. And I'm like, cancel for what? It's just a little rain. And they were like, no, 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 no. You, you better cancel that meeting. Or people who were already on the campus were leaving like two or three hours early. They were like, no, nah, you don't want to fool around with, with, with rain and thunderstorms here in Texas. Didn't realize the propensity of this area to flood. Um, so I, I quickly learned that. You want to err on the side of caution because even when people can get out of their homes and get to you, if they don't get back soon enough, they may not be able to get back to their own houses. So I thought I was prepared. Here comes this storm, this ice storm, right? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I got all of my old school tricks, man. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm laying out my house is set up. I've got, I've got gas and electric, so if I lose my electric, I have Gas. I have uh, tubs filled with clean water that we can drink if we have to. I mean, I, I got the thing laid out. And wait a minute, watch this. I purchased a generator. Not, not, not a generator like plugging a couple of things. I'm talking about a house generator. I made an investment in a generator. I noticed about a month ago that the generator light was on red. And I thought, shouldn't it be on green? Called the person who installed it, uh, they came out, they examined it, they inspected it, they said I needed a part, ordered the part, part came in just before the ice storm was scheduled to hit, but hey, no problem, thank God he's in on time, God, I got the part. They put the part in and then found out there was another part that needed to be replaced and it would not be replaced for five to seven days. That's how long it was going to take for the part to get in. So I'm sitting there thinking now, man, what am I going to do? Here comes this storm. They're talking about rolling blackouts and, and, and water outages. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, man, I, I was prepared. I did everything that I could to be ready for the storm. I mean, I, I was going to laugh at this storm. I was like, yeah, come on. Got my generator. I got everything. I'm ready to go. Food, water, we're good. Have four or five families come, children and and, and stepchildren, and yeah, I mean, I, I mean, everybody's at the house, right? And and the generator didn't work. The generator didn't work, y'all. I, I thought we were good in terms of pipes. One of the pipes burst, and, and I had to get that replaced and repaired. But but here's what happened in the midst of everything. In the midst of everything, here's what God said. God said to me very clearly you can plan and you can prepare but I still am in charge and in the midst of temperatures dropping to record lows you know what I found myself doing praying and asking the Lord to watch over me and my family because here's what I quickly understood that generator wasn't working storms were coming and I was literally at the mercy of the electric company sometimes we had internet sometimes we didn't power I'm sitting there waiting for it to go out I, I, I'm trying to come up with an alternative plan and at the end of the day what I was forced to do was to trust God my brothers and sisters here's what I want you to understand uh, every now and then God puts us in situations where we can plan and we can prepare And we can do all of the things that we need to do in order to be ready for what's coming our way. But ultimately, we still have to trust God. We want to continue our series today, Don't Worry, Trust God. And I want to talk today from the thought, being your best in bad times. Being your best in bad times. Uh, Whether you are struggling emotionally, mentally, physically, or spiritually, uh, here's one of the things that I learned and was reminded of over the past couple of weeks. It is so easy to go to a bad place when you're going through bad times. It is so easy to not be at your best when you're going through bad times. And when I'm talking about not being at your best, I'm talking about not being all that God wants you to be. I mean, isn't it easy when when things are going bad uh, for somebody to say something and you just to go off, you to lose it, uh, you to give them a piece of your mind and you can't afford to give them that piece of your mind? And, And God is challenging all of us. I had it happen even today. I mean, God is challenging all of us. How can we be our best in the midst of bad times? Our central scripture today is 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. And and our foundational text is a very familiar passage. I'm going to get to that next week. The Lord says the same in part 2 of this message. But but 1 Peter chapter 5 is an interesting uh, chapter. The believers of Peter's day uh, were suffering terrible persecution. They had been uh, forced to flee their land. Um, they they were they were dealing with anxiety they were dealing with with stress Uh, they they had to leave their homes their jobs their possessions they they literally had to leave and could only take what they could carry on their backs and in the midst of this persecution they were they were challenged uh, to really trust God You, you know it's 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 easy it's easy my brothers and sisters Uh, to quote Christian cliches when things are going well. But what do you do in the midst of difficulties? What do you do in the midst of challenging times? How can you be the best that you can possibly be when bad times come your way? And one of the central tenets of this chapter one of the central tenets of this pericope that we're going to focus on is the idea of listen carefully humility humility now now this is not a character trait that uh, many of us long for or see as being advantageous to us moving and shaking in life humility is not typically something we we pray for it's not typically something we ask god to give us but in first peter chapter five um, god gives us the context for being your best and he suggests to us that one of the key aspects to being the best that you can possibly be is humility somebody may ask what is humility pastor literally an honest assessment of yourself never taking yourself too seriously so you don't take God or others too lightly. It is an honest assessment of yourself. I'm not talking about false humility. You know, that's people who have, for example, extraordinary gifts, and they want to deny those gifts in an attempt to appear humble. Let's take, for example, LeBron James. Somebody walked up to LeBron James and said, man, you could really play basketball. Imagine what you would think if LeBron said, who, me? Oh, man, I just, I play a little bit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not all that. He'd be like, come on, man, you lying. You know you can play. Everybody else knows you can play. All the teams that you have played against, they know you can play, right? An honest assessment of his skill is, I am a skilled basketball player and I play at a high level, and it is by the grace of God that I am who I am on the court, right? Now, he can talk about the work that he's put in over the years, which he has. He can talk about the care that he gives to his body, which he does. But ultimately, he recognizes that all of the glory belongs to God. All of us are challenged in this area of humility, And listen to me carefully. Humility affects how we interact with others, how we perceive ourselves, and how we interact with God. Here's the first thing I want you to see. Number one, part one of our series within a series, being your best in bad times. You need to learn how to listen and learn from those who are wiser than you. You need to learn how to listen and learn from those who are wiser than you. 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning at verse 5. Let me read it for you. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You who are younger, be subject to the elders. The word subject there means to submit or place oneself under the authority and leadership of those who are older or those who are more experienced. This word for younger is not a word that is used to describe a child in terms of chronological age as much as it is to be used, I believe, figuratively to speak to and identify those who don't have as much experience in life and in living as others. He says, those of you who are younger, be subject to those. Put yourself under their authority, under their leadership, under their tutelage. So you can learn all you can. One of the things that's interesting, and I think it is part of this uh, social media culture that we are in right now, everybody thinks their opinion matters. And everybody thinks that their opinion has superior weight or value. Uh, we have now a, a new platform out, right, that's becoming popular, Clubhouse. And people just get on there every day just to talk. And, and many of them are simply freely expressing their ignorance about subject matters that they don't know. But because they have an opinion... And because they can get two or three people to listen to their opinion or they can get two or three likes on whatever they post, somehow all of a sudden they see somebody agreeing with them as a sign of their intelligence. I remember my father telling me when I was young, it's better to keep your mouth shut and be thought to be ignorant than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. And one of the challenges in life is to, uh, how can I say it? Stay away from the temptation of grabbing the mic and saying all that you know and disciplining yourself because that's really what humility is all about. The key to really living an humble life that's a blessed life is learning how to humble yourself is leaving the mic untouched until somebody calls you. My late pastor used to say, "Uh, son, whenever you go into a church, sit down. Take the first seat you see. Don't, Don't prance up to the pulpit. It is better to be asked up than it is to be asked down. And even to this day, I look for the low seat. I have no problem deferring because I'm not going to define my self-worth by where I sit or who recognizes me or who knows me. He says, literally, submit yourself. Learn from those. See, you can't learn what God is trying to teach you when you're busy talking. You've got to learn how to be quiet and listen to what is being said, what is being shown. Observe what's happening around you. People want to prove how smart they are by what they say instead of showing how smart they are by what they do. Let me say that again because somebody, I want you to tweet that for me. People want to prove how smart they are by what they say instead of showing how smart they are by what they do another poet laureate said like this talk is cheap i don't care what you say i want to see what you do i want to see what you produce first thessalonians chapter 5 beginning at verse 12 we ask you brothers to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work, be at peace among yourselves. Hebrews 13, 17, read it along with me if you will. Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you. Here's the second and final point for today. That I want to share with you number two you need to learn to practice humility with one another you need to learn to practice humility with one another verse five the B part says clothe yourselves all of you with humility toward one another for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble clove yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. So this is not just a command for the younger to be humble with the older, but in a very real sense, all of us have to learn how to practice humility with one another, to defer to one another, to value each other's opinions. One of the things that keeps us from being humble is having an inflated view of ourselves. I said it earlier. we literally think more highly of ourselves than we should. And so we take ourselves too seriously, and whenever you take yourself too seriously, you will take God too lightly. Sometimes we miss genius in our presence because it doesn't come in the package we think it should. Had an older member of our church. he's gone home to be with the Lord who said you have to learn how to recognize genius in overalls and a jackass in a mink coat. We've got to learn how to discern and learn how to be humble so that we can learn everything that we can from others who are speaking and others who are sharing, knowing that God will give us an opportunity when it is our time. He says, I want you to show humility toward one another. This word, all, means everyone. Uh, Race, creed, color, gender, that we have to learn how to be humble with each other, that no person is exempt from this. You're not exempt from humility simply because of your position. Uh, It's amazing, uh, for example, Uh, politicians I believe struggle with this in in a very great way because they come to the public to ask for their vote and ask for their support but isn't it amazing how many public servants once they get in the office for any extended period of time they now think the public is there to serve them instead of them serving the public And so you have people who are quote unquote public servants who ran on that platform saying they're not politicians. You can't talk to them, you you can't get a meeting with them, You, you have no access to them because now they have shifted practically from being a public servant to now the servant public serving them. And when you think the public is there to serve you, you have a problem. Well, it's the same thing with us every day of our lives, right? Do we think people are in the world to serve us? Or are we there to serve people? Are we there to love one another, or is everybody responsible just to give love to us? And, and let me tell you something about this decision to be humble. Um, it, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge Because you have to be deliberate and you have to exercise spiritual discipline. I I don't know whose door I'm knocking on right now, but there's somebody you are watching right now. And and, and God is saying to you, that the problem is not other people. The problem is you. The problem is you. See, it's always a challenge to try to do something that is counter to the natural inclinations of our flesh. it's counter our our sin nature wants to be up front we don't want to take a seat in the back we want to be high and lifted we don't want to be low it's a challenge and and god basically says to you and to me listen you better learn how to humble yourself because if not i can humble you." you you ever had a family member parent maybe a grandparent say something like this to you? Now, you don't want me to come out there and embarrass you in front of your friends, right? You, you may be clowning. You may be acting up, uh, disobeying. And that was kind of the last warning, right? Like, you can either get in here on time or I can come out there and get you in here on time, but I'm going to embarrass you in front of your friends. You don't want me to embarrass you, do you? And so now you have the choice to make. Like you can exercise some self-discipline and move when you're supposed to move and get where you need to be, or you can leave it up to your mom or daddy to come and get you. Well, guess what? When you fail to humble yourself, you force God into the position of having to humble you. I mean, that's what got Lucifer thrown out of heaven. Think about it. It's not new. That's what got Lucifer discharged from his heavenly role because he thought he should be lifted as high as God. And then he had some, some minions around him who were like, yeah, Lucifer, you know you the man. Man, God just hating on you. You know you. And Lucifer got beside himself, and he and all of his crew had to get thrown out of glory because of pride. Because of a lack of humility. Watch what the scripture says. Clothe yourself with humility. Put on humility. Uh, It's the idea of putting on an apron, uh, putting on a covering, right? You put it on, you put it over your head, and you tie it on, and it is designed to protect you the writer says, to put on, to clothe yourself with humility. You've got to remind yourself, because listen to me carefully, boy, that pride will step up. Man, I'm telling you, man, my pride, can can I tell you something? Let me confess this to you. Even in the midst of good things, even in the midst of good fights, I can look back and see, that some of my good fights were not successful because I lost sight of what I was fighting for. I, I thought I was fighting for kids, but I look back now and I see my pride was involved and, and humility was nowhere to be found. And, and God is trying to get us to be our best even in bad times. And we are are at our best when we learn how to acknowledge and respect and honor one another. Look at John 13, beginning at verse 13. You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet for i have given you an example that you also should do just as i have done to you that word humility means to offer oneself as lowly and submissive to walk in a spirit of lowliness to present yourself uh with a degree of of humility of, of submission And and here's the problem, many of us look at humility and we think it is weakness and it is really strength under control. It's the ability to check yourself when you can't check anything else. See, the truth of the matter is, come on with me if you will, it's easier to check somebody else than it is to check yourself. You can tell somebody else when they're wrong, but can you look in the mirror and tell yourself you know what, you're wrong? Can the Holy Ghost convict you and get you to the place where you recognize you are wrong? And see, here's what Peter is saying to all of us. Uh, The the exhortation is not to uh, feel humble, is not to pray for humility, Peter is concerned that we're not living humble, that we are not displaying humility. We are not acting humble. And my brothers and sisters, each one of us, when we think about life, listen to me carefully. L- let me go, I'm going to give you a little preview for next week because I got to get out of here. Let me let, me, let me let you go, but I got I to give you a little preview. One of the passages that we love to quote is 1 Peter 5.7. 1 Peter 5.7. There are many of you who have memorized that verse. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. How many times has that verse encouraged you? How many times has that verse helped you? Casting all your cares. Well, I'm going to cast all my cares upon God because God cares for me. But can I tell you something? While the content of verse 7 is encouraging. You can't get to the content of verse 7 until you come to grips with the context of verses 5 and 6. See, you won't cast your cares upon God, Lord have mercy, until you recognize and embrace humility. Pride has you thinking you can carry your own load. Humility recognizes who you are in the context of God, who God is, and the fact that you need the Lord. Look at Matthew chapter 20, beginning at verse 25. But Jesus called them to him and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Ephesians chapter 5, beginning at verse 20, let's read it together. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting To one another out of reverence for Christ. You know what's interesting about verse 21? It's in the same context of husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. Wives submit to your husbands. But then in verse 21, there's this idea of mutual submission. Husbands love your wives. Wives respect your husbands. And we're both called to submit to one another because in marriage, my body doesn't belong to me. It belongs to my wife. In marriage, my wife's body doesn't belong to her. It belongs to me. And there's a call for us to mutually submit to one another. Uh, I got to go, but I always love when it's time for a wedding to be performed and I ask the couple, are they going to do their own vows or Do they want me to do the vows? Do they want traditional vows? Or do they want a more modernized wedding ceremony? And typically, even those who want a traditional ceremony, wives will say, or the brides will say, now, Rev, you can take that submission thing out. Because we ain't, you know, love, honor, and obey. Take that out. And and it always strikes me because, to me, if you really want this marriage to be a godly marriage, don't take it out, put it on both sides. So that we're experiencing a level of mutual submission to one another, which is what Paul says in verse 21 of Ephesians chapter 5. In the midst of the storm, uh, one of the things God taught me was humility. Humility. Because with all of my planning and everything I laid out, guess what? It didn't come to pass. It was only the grace of God. It was only the favor of God that got us through. And for somebody else who's watching, don't make God have to show you who you are by forcing you to come to grips with who he is. Recognize. That being the best in bad times, in part, is not based on what's going on around you. But it's who you decide to be within you. Let me leave you with this thought. You can't change what's going on around you. All you can effectively change is how you respond to it. And who you become coming out of it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you and bless you for this day. And I pray now that everything that has been said and done has been pleasing in your sight. Um, I pray for this opportunity to share your word. And God, I trust you uh, that you have spoken to somebody today uh, who may have gotten beside themselves and how they've been interacting with others. Uh, or gotten beside themselves and even they're complaining about what they are going through and dealing with or have gotten beside themselves because they've done more complaining than they've done praying. And I pray God that you would speak to their hearts right now and seal your word in their spirit. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. My brothers and sisters, if you are watching today, I want to encourage you to make a decision for your spiritual well-being moving forward. Uh, One of the things that I have experienced as we have gone through this pandemic now almost a year is getting to this place of acceptance to recognize that it is what it is. And now the challenge is, how do I make the best out of it? And for somebody, one of the things God may be trying to show you is your need to depend and rely upon him. You may have thought you were before, but God is saying, no, you haven't done it like I need you to. You haven't done it to the best of your ability. And God has been using circumstances and situations to push you to that place. Let me start with somebody who may be watching right now, who needs to accept Jesus Christ into their life. Um, I'm not talking about church membership now, I'm talking about a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says He came into His own, John chapter 1, and His own received Him not, but to as many as received Him, Jesus. To them, he gave power to become the sons and daughters of God. Without a relationship with Jesus Christ, you are not a child of God. You are just part of God's creation. But that familial relationship is established when you ask Jesus Christ into your life. I want to pray this prayer of salvation. Now, now you can go to our website and you can be led in this prayer uh, by saying I want to become a Christian uh, but how uh, you can indicate you want to become part of our church family and we'll help you do that Uh, you can click on that link Um, but God is just leading me today to to really pray this prayer of salvation with somebody Uh, because you may miss glory just because you don't want to click on a tab or a button And so I want to pray this prayer of salvation with you today. Um, It's a very simple prayer. And if you pray this prayer and you mean it from your heart, I believe God will hear this prayer. And I believe the Lord will save you. Now, that doesn't mean you'll be perfect. Uh, That just means you'll be on the road. And now you have to make a commitment to make progress. But uh, let's let's bow our heads and pray. And, And for those of you who are listening I want to encourage you to pray this prayer And in praying this prayer um, Ask God to come into your heart And come into your life Um, Because Christianity is not About religion Rules Routines It's really about a relationship With the God who loves you so much He loves you where you are But he doesn't want to leave you there He wants to make something beautiful out of your life But he won't do it without your permission and your participation. So let's pray this prayer. Repeat it after me if you will. Uh, Pray it out loud if you're not ashamed or pray it to yourself. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I want to turn away from my sinful life To live the life you have planned for me. Please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from my past and make me new. I know your son. Jesus Christ died for me. I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. At this moment, I accept, I confess, and I proclaim Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior to live in my heart from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. And may the Holy Spirit guide me to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I believe if you prayed that prayer, I believe if you ask God into your heart, I believe that God has saved you. Listen, contact us. Let us know who you are and where you are. And we want to help facilitate your discipleship on the digital platform. We want to help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. We're not meeting as a church right now, but here's what we are doing. We are committed to using the technology that God has blessed us with to help you in your daily walk with the Lord. So please contact us let us know go to goodhope.org and let us know who you are and where you are we have people who are watching in 130 countries plus and we would love to help facilitate your discipleship now listen i gotta say special thank you to our friends and our members for doing a tremendous job uh, over the last year as we have been serving the community i was on a conference call this past week, and I was sharing just how grateful I am for our members who have taken up the charge and the mantle to continue to be salt and light, even in the midst of COVID-19. Over the last year, we have not missed a week with the exception of bad weather. Uh, I think every week our members have been out here there's a core of them who are committed to serving our community we have seen our distribution of food go up over 2,000 percent we have given away over a half million pounds of food that's over 500,000 pounds of food over the last year to bless those who are struggling with food insecurities health challenges and the like we have been testing people COVID-19 we are now in negotiations looking at bringing the vaccine onto our campus with a partnership with other community organizations and we'll be announcing that and man it's all because Of our members It's all because of those of you Who have been faithfully giving Making sure that the church work Continues to go on And for those of you who have come out And volunteered And I just want to say thank you For helping the Good Hope Church Be all that God wants it to be Those of you who would like to partner with us There are six ways that you can give online And I want to encourage you However the Lord leads you to give To give Last but not least, listen, next month, that's March, the end of the month is not only Palm Sunday and the first Sunday's Easter, but we'll be celebrating our 149th church anniversary we didn't celebrate our church anniversary last year we got hit with COVID and we stopped meeting just before and we thought we would be able to do it a little bit later on and things happened and things transpired but we're going to celebrate our church anniversary we're going to do it different COVID-19 style but we're going to celebrate our church anniversary our 149th church anniversary, and I'm asking every member to give a sacrificial gift above and beyond your regular giving in celebration of our church anniversary. One of the projects that we are going to be working on and I'm going to be speaking to our leadership about is making sure that we can keep our food pantry at the level we currently are. That means we're going to have to expand and build out some space on our properties we're going to have to do some things i also want to make sure that we are prepared whenever a storm comes to be the salt and light that god is calling us to be now i know what some of you are thinking what does that mean pastor well listen i'm thinking we need to get an oversized industrial generator for our campus You know typically we have housed people uh, we have fed people we have clothed people through our family life center in our sanctuary we have distributed food and water down through the years but we're always dependent upon the power we couldn't be a warming center through this last storm why because our power was going on and off our power was going on and off and I'm sitting there thinking you know what If we are serious about doing the kingdom work, then we need an independent source of power. So that when power goes off in terms of the electrical grid, we have another source of power. Just a thought. I want you to be prayerful about it. That's what we're looking at doing. All right. Listen, until next time, God bless you. Remember, God is doing something wonderful in you, just like God is doing something wonderful in me. And if you ever get to that place where you get down and you get depressed, take out that pen, take out that paper, and just start writing down your blessings. The old song said, count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings and see what the Lord has done. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. If you count your many blessings, it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Till next time, God blesses my prayer.